Welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast on WFUVsports.org. And here we go. Welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast. It is finals week here, and I am your host, Manny Adeye, and I'm joined by the one and only Corey Miller. Oof. Manny, Hello. loving it, loving the little switch up here. Reed's a little yeah, sick, you know, so you're filling in for Reed's him. A and uh, sick, you know, I got his back. You know, yeah, and, you do. Uh, and we're ready to do this thing, man. It's finals week. You know, it's, it's it's tough to even to to have the time to do this show. No, absolutely is. I mean, it's it's school, so it's important. We yeah, we do definitely. we do come here to play school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in the Bronx, and. Again, great time in sports. Uh, some interesting things said last night on the oh, TNT broadcast. Listen. My my boys from the Celtics uh, 08 team were on the, on the Area 21 with KG, so I was glued to that, but it's a fun time. Listen, Area 21 is cool, man. I like that little uh, addition that they have for uh, for NBA games. That I cuss button it. is necessary. Oh, 100% <laughs> necessary. Listen, we are joined by the one and only, and I will never say her name wrong again on air, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle Mitchell, how are you? Pretty good. How are y'all? You know, we're doing good. We're doing good. You know, we're staying alive out here. You know, things are tough, but, you know, we, we get things going on. Uh, So we're going to get right to the show. Okay, a lot to talk about today. What is our first headline? NBA playoffs and Perkins on Kevin Durant and Russell. Okay, now, uh, first to start off with the playoffs. Yes. The Warriors and the Cavs. They're... <laughs> They're, Is there going to be anyone else? No. They're they're making this look so easy and so unfair at the same time. Like, we're on pace to have these two teams go back-to-back-to-back to back to back in the finals. That's never been done before in NBA history. It, it's incredible how easy they're doing it uh, at the pace they're doing it. The the way I look at it is, and I'm wondering if it's good for basketball or bad for basketball because when these two do meet up eventually in the finals, it's going to yeah. be absolutely epic, and the viewership's probably going to be out the out of the moon. But like right now, you're just well, we're just waiting for that, and we're waiting for that, and no one's even come close to beating them. They're eight and zero. It's been not. It's really not even a problem. The Jazz are a good team. I mean, yeah. and it was interesting what Draymond said about the East, but it, they've been beating teams worse. Listen, when when Dray see when Draymond said that, I was like, okay, Draymond, this is like the the pot calling the kettle black. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah, are, exactly. They're they're beating teams with a far a furthermore uh, um, range of winning than than the Cavs are. You know, and they are the Warriors. Yeah, everyone's expecting them to win more than the Cavs anyway this year. So I just think it's interesting how we know who's going to be. We're all waiting for it, and it's it's going to happen. Well, what's what's also crazy about this this Warriors team is you know Steph is playing really well right now. He went off last night, especially in that first quarter. But in, in Game Three, it was KD, so he was the guy, yeah. and that's the firepower that this team has. Clay hasn't really been playing that yeah, effectively. Yeah. I mean, Draymond, of course, has been putting up great numbers. Got his third triple double in the playoffs, not this year, but in, in his career. Got that last night, and so yeah, you're you're leading up to this heavyweight battle, which is certainly going to be interesting. Hard to predict, I'd say, with oh, the way yeah. LeBron's playing because he's been outrageously good, but. You look to the other series where there is a little bit more humility, a little bit more unknown, and even that one's even you know it's like the Celtics and Wizards. Well, those have been blowouts. Yeah. Like the win, the wins haven't been close. The the Spurs and the Rockets, the, the wins, it's, all the games have been decided by more than ten points. It feels like so it's weird it, it that this is happening in this pattern. Yeah, I know. The funny thing is, uh, like you talk you talk about uh, the Spurs and the Rockets. 
Like, these are two great teams, but then whenever each team is winning, it's a blowout. Like, it's like ridiculous. What's, what's really going on? But honestly, I think it's going to change because the Nay is out. Big, big problem. So that's a big, big problem, for, problem for Houston. Houston. I totally so we'll agree. See. Simply because they're, uh, San Antonio's second best player, LaMarcus Aldridge, now has literally, I mean. All the freedom. Yeah, to do exactly. What he wants. Yeah. And Houston's a team that isn't super big. They have Capella, but he's undersized, not nearly as large as Nene. And so I see LaMarcus Aldridge going to work here, and I think Kawhi will rely on him a little bit more. And, and now I really I don't think the Rockets will advance. I originally had the Rockets beating the Spurs just because of their firepower. But the interesting strategy I've heard for the Spurs to beat them is let James Harden drive to the hoop. Don't double-team oh, yeah. him. Don't double-team him. You know why? Because you double-team him, then you get the open threes. And, and if you keep everyone covered, well, he'll beat you with twos, and he'll beat you with twos, he'll beat you with twos, but they won't beat him with threes. Exactly. I'll take two over three any time. It's interesting, though. Like, just a strategy, like, okay, let him drive. Let him drive one-on-one. See let, what happens. Let him do his thing. Let him get Go his to the free-throw line. You, know, you never know. I want to ask you about John Wall because he is – he is playing a different type of basketball right now. Like, a lot of people really say, you know what, this is the best point guard in the NBA. What do you think? <sighs> That's the debate we were having because the other day some, someone said he's the second best player in the Eastern Conference after LeBron. And I struggled with that because yeah. I think Kyrie may be better. I think Kyrie might be that top point guard right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if, you take out, if you take out Steph and, and Harden and Russ, I, I think – who are different, they're scoring point guards. I mean, yeah. obviously, Russ has all his assists, but John Wall is unbelievable, and what he's been able to do has been really effective. In that game four against the Celtics, he really didn't get off to a good start. Celtics had the lead, and then he just went off, started hitting everything, had some insane, I mean, his handles. I think he has the best handles in the league. I'll give oh, you that. Oh, really? Better than Kyrie? I mean, really? Ah, it's tough. It's so hard, it's right? Tough. Oh, it's right. tough. That's it's fair. Tough. Kyrie's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's tough. But you look at this Washington Wizards team, and this Celtics series has been, I mean, the Celtics have won. It hasn't been super, super huge margins of victory. But every time the Wizards have won, it has been. I, IT's been shut down a little bit recently. Yeah. And I, they, as a Celtics what? fan, I'm a little worried. They've, the, uh, the Wizards have figured out some things on the offensive side yeah. to, to, to limit IT. What they try and do is pretty much whoever's, whoever, has it, whoever he's guarding, you give them the ball. You make, you make him work. Make him tie himself tie him out. out. Makes sense. So that that's I mean that makes so much sense. And the guy's small, but he plays like he's huge, which is amazing. But it, if you tire it, him out, is something else. It's fun to watch him play, and when he goes off, he, he is spectacular. But again, the Celtics team just doesn't have that much of a supporting cast yeah. in, in general. I look at guys like Marcus Smart, who's been playing really well, but he's not going to take you over exactly, the top. Yeah. Jay Crowder, I, I mean, for as talented as he is, really, I, it really frustrates me when he plays. It's, I don't know why. It's just <laughs> the way it is. And it, again, this this NBA playoffs, yeah, it, like these other series are interesting, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and the thing is with those other like mid tier type players, where they're at is where they're at. They don't have another yeah. switch, another gear, another level. You know, so what you see is all you're going to get. Pretty much. So, and and they need more, and that's what's gonna happen. That's what's not gonna happen. So now I gotta ask you. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. Who wins between the Spurs and, and the Rockets? I'm gonna go Spurs. I think the Spurs okay. will. I think Popovich, no Nene. I think Popovich will, will prove to be uh, again the best coach in the league right now, and we'll we'll get them by. I think Harden is playing out of his mind, but I, I see the Spurs winning. Now switch back to the other side. Who wins between Boston and Washington? Ah, I can't go against my Celtics. I can't go against them. (laughs) 
The way the momentum of the series is going right now, it really seems to be in Washington's favor. The Celtics can't win in Washington, so I think it's going to go seven, and I think the Celtics Washington will win. Washington can't win in Boston either. Right. It, it's, 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 it's whoever really is the home team interesting combo. has won the game. So I'll go, I'll go with the Celtics. I think ITU is going to bounce back. I think this team has been resilient all season long. They are the one seed for a reason, and I think – that they have a much, much better coach in Brad Stevens. Not yeah. to knock on Scott Brooks, I just think Brad Stevens is is one of the top elite co- coaches in this league. Yeah, and obviously— How about you? What do you think? Uh, you know, that's that's tough. It's tough. I really did not want to answer the question. <laughs> I'm putting I'm it on you, Manny. You. I did not want to answer the question. Because it's hard for me to go against what I'm seeing from John Wall. And I feel like— the Wizards have they they finally figured out what to do with it. That's why I'm, I'm I'm feeling, but at the same time, I gotta go Boston, man. Okay, I, I love go, it. I gotta go Boston, man. I, I feel like Reed would uh, would disagree with us here. Oh yeah, but there's no <laughs> Reed today for all our listeners. No, but no, yeah, Reed would definitely would disagree. But no, I had to go Boston. It something else, and for Houston and the Spurs, man, the name the was a big factor. You know, and I really would have wanted to see Houston. Me too. Battle out with the Warriors, but the Spurs are gonna win. The Spurs are gonna take that. There's there's no question about that one at all. You know, and that's what it is. What it is. Now, as I said earlier, I was watching that TNT broadcast last night, and I was just glued to those Celtics on the on the TV, and just because so many stories from a, a great memory in my childhood when they were um, when they went on to win the championship, and just the guys they had there. They talked a little bit about Ray Allen, but something that kind of happened on Facebook Live later on in the night was, and as I was watching, I was going, oh, this is going to cause headlines. Uh Perkins opens up about some KD and Russ stuff. So Perkins lets the world know, because no one knew this before. So when Russ broke the triple-double record, uh, KD personally congratulated him. So they actually spoke one-on-one. That's what uh, Perkins pretty much uh, opened up to the world. I mean, that's so interesting. Now, do we think they've spoken before? Do you think this was the first time? It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been, right? I just don't put think it, it like could have been. Corey, if we were teammates, right? And you did, and you left. <laughs> I'm nearly not good enough, but <laughs> you left. <laughs> and you left, and you and and uh and I break some magical record. Dude. No one, no one thinks this record you know could ever be broken before. And you call me on that day, and that was the first time we spoke. There's no way I pick up that phone right. call. There's no way. I, I agree. So I, I'm with you. I think they've spoken before, and I think it's just interesting that Perk was just off the cuff and just He's said like, what hey, he had yeah, to listen, say. Listen, uh, just for you guys to know, man, these these guys are talking. It was so casual. Yeah, and and it's funny because this, this has been the story of 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 the, of the entire season. Like, really is. Like, oh yeah, these guys are done. Like you you saw. I mean, there's video evidence of them walking past each other. No, no looking at each other. No words. No nothing. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant went back Came to Oklahoma back City. To Oklahoma. I just don't see that. But, I, I mean, Perkins is, he was on that Thunder team when they went to the finals yep. uh, and lost to LeBron in the Heat. But he has a relationship with Kevin Durant. He was a, a, probably a mentor down the line. Yeah, I know. I mean, the thing is, are we seeing in Kevin Durant what we saw in LeBron James? Is he really just, like, is the pressure of having to win the title Really, the reason why he went to to Golden State, and is he willing to come back to Oklahoma? Like, imagine him coming back and winning for Oklahoma, like the same glory LeBron just had for KD. I feel like it'd be I feel like it'd be more likely for him to come back if they lost this year. You think so? Yeah, I think it's more. uh, No, because he didn't get the job done. Right, but 
I think it's kind of that like cold feet sort of thing where you're like, eh, maybe I didn't make the right choice. I, I just don't, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. No way. No, I don't know. I honestly, I think it can, man. Wow, I really be... do think it can, and I think I want it to happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, would well, love it, but just just for the league, because I mean, if you know, this goes back to wow, this goes back to what Draymond Green says about the Cavs having it easy. Their biggest challenge last year was the Thunder. They took them to seven games in the exactly. conference finals. And he's like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take their best player and, and bring it on our side. Oh, Draymond. Draymond's crazy. But, no, seriously, no, I think – I don't know. I think I think KD could go back. It's fun to think about. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's enough basketball talk for us right now. Miss Michelle, what is our second headline? Yankees are on fire and Mets not so much. <laughs> yeah, Mets, that's for sure. The, the Mets are – uh. I don't know about the Mets. But before we get to the Mets, man, the Yankees, they look good, man. They got the best record right now in the whole MLB, man. 21-9. and 21-9. They are playing phenomenal baseball. <sighs> they just swept uh, the reigning champ Cubs yeah. in dramatic fashion. And, yeah. and at least I was watching that game on Friday afternoon, and I went absolutely berserk when Brett Gardner hit that three-run home run. It was the thing incredible. Is, the thing that, I like, that I'm liking about the Yankees right now Everybody's pitching in. Yep. Everybody's doing their part. They got that swagger, you they know. They got the sw- they got the swagger back. It's key. It's key. They didn't have that last year at all. And everyone thought this was going to be a rebuilding year. Doesn't look like it. No. <laughs> Doesn't not look at all. Like it at all. And, and and the thing that's surprising most people and deservedly so is the performance of the pitching. Yeah. And I mean Tanaka does what he does. I mean last night again pitched fantastic, threw a full seven when they really needed that's him right. to. Allowed I think two runs. Severino's really been the the pleasant surprise between him and Pineda pitching very well. Those two very inconsistent throughout their careers, but have so much stuff. CC hasn't been great, and and so and Jordan Montgomery's been pretty good. Yeah, fashionable. Uh, I mean, enough. And the thing is, when this offense is hitting so well, and you have a bullpen that is the best in the league, well, it takes a lot of pressure off the starting pitching. Yeah, and I was thinking that because if you watch the game the other night. Uh, the Yankees were up, and uh, Tanaka he gave up. I believe he gave up a two-run homer late. Yep. But at that point, it's I think they already had seven runs up. Yeah. So there's there's no stress, there's no pressure on him, and that's what's really good about the Yankees this season. And Brett Gardner, six home runs in his last night Brett games. Gardner, Are you kidding man, me? Turn- and last night was a bomb. Listen, man. It was a bomb. The, the Yankees are here. Yeah. They're here to play. How about Aaron Judge, man? Aaron Judge, I met him last year uh, a few times when I was in the Yankees clubhouse, and dude. the dude was so nice. Yeah, he makes you look small. I mean, yeah. the no, guy no, no. is he's, massive. He's a big dude. The guy is huge, and but so friendly, and he's just ripping the cover off the baseball. And That's I think amazing. that he will. Uh, there will be a stretch in the season where he slows down. It just it has to be. But the interesting part is, him, Sanchez, and Bird haven't connected at the same time like they haven't been on hitting on all cylinders at the same time Sanchez now back is healthy kind of figuring out his swing a little bit more got on base some last night if you can get those two guys hitting for the power that they're able to hit for I mean that those are two top home run hitters it's fun it's it's very exciting to be a Yankees fan at this time the thing is about Aaron that's very interesting he's getting a lot of Derek Jeter comparisons a lot and 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 I almost said this last year I said he is Exactly the prototype for the next Yankee captain. Just the way he yeah. carried himself, the way he interacted with fans, and just his whole vibe about him really, I just sensed that from him. Now, he wasn't performing last year, and I think that's a huge part of being of course, a, yeah. a, a leader. And now uh, you see what's happening. And I think as this transition comes, 
and, and these older guys start to wean out a little bit more, I think he'll really take on that role. It's too bad, and I've been saying this again and again, that this free agent class that's so stacked isn't after this season because the yeah. Yankees would be in, in absolutely prime position, and, and they will be after that, but it's just it's, it's funny how this process has sped up faster than anyone anyone was expecting yeah no I, I feel like that's definitely like a good thing though for the Yankees at the same time it's funny though all this Aaron Judge talk and the Derek Jeter comparisons like to him to me him and Dak Prescott they can, like they kind of it's like you see like okay. the same type uh deal in the season that they're getting you know they're, they're both very poised they're both same demeanor yeah same demeanor they know how to answer these questions they know what to say and how to say and when to say it you know it's good. I, I like it. I, I totally get what you're saying, and I think that this Yankees team is stacked in terms of prospects. And if they're in it like they are now, they're going to go out and trade for a pitcher like Jose Quintana or something like that because they have so many prospects to deal. And, of course, you know, Glaber Torres will probably be up in the majors at some point this season yeah. towards the end, and he is the best one out of all of them. So this, uh, this Yankees team right now is in absolutely great position, and what they're doing, again— Huge credit to Joe Girardi. He does not get nearly enough credit. How are you feeling about the Mets right now? Okay. And that's a loaded question. The Mets, when you look at this, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, so they're going on a run. I think this Matt Harvey suspension will be the best thing that happens for this ball really? club all season long. I, I really do. I, you know, if you can wake him up and get him pitching at least half as good as he used to be, okay. I mean, you're going to be happy. This team is without Cespedes. They're still second in the division. They're only... Five and a half games back from Washington. It's still super early. The problem is the exact opposite thing is what's happening in the Yankees in terms of the swagger. The Mets have none. Yeah. And it seems they don't have any chemistry right now. Now, and and that's where I falter. It's like one of your best pitchers, one of your most well-known players is, is drinking and, and going out and then missing games the next day, supposedly. And so you, you suspend him. And it just seems to be a little bit more turmoil going on. And, you know, that's a funny thing because when, when you have a team that lacks chemistry, Whose job is it? It's Matt's job. It's Matt Harvey's job. And if you look at you look at where he is right now, he's nowhere and he's not in the position where he could impact the team no. on any level. On the field, on not at all. On the diamond or off, you know? And and that's really like a problem that they're dealing with. Like you said though, there's they're still the only second though. They're not they're not that far off. But if they can get what they need, they can get right back on track. And fortunately for them, when you look at the rest of the National League, teams like San Francisco have had an even worse start to this season. Yeah. I mean the Central isn't that talented. The Cardinals have come on as of late. But the Mets can definitely get that wild card spot. I don't think they'll end up catching the Nationals, but I just I, I see them competing for that wild card spot still. I think they're just too good at pitching. And I really think the suspension will turn it around. But just unlucky things are happening to the Mets. I like that say, you know, uh, interesting object in their clubhouse all locker. Saying, all I'm saying is, <laughs> at the same time, the Mets may be distracted. <laughs> they, may, they may have Maybe. their hands full. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't Yo, know. That was it. I'm not. I'm personally not going to mention <laughs> what went down in the Mets clubhouse. If you don't know about it by now, just Google it. If you and... don't know, Google the Mets club. Just Google stuff, something. <laughs> I won't tell you what to Google. Google something, and uh, you'll 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 figure it out. But the Mets definitely have their hands full. Okay, Miss Michelle. What is our next headline? Jay Cutler as the latest quarterback to join the TV world. This is really interesting because this came out of nowhere to me. Like, Tony Romo, there was a lot of talk about this. You know, I kind of understood it. Tony has that personality 
He has the smile. He has the the, yeah. the oh, charisma absolutely. that everybody you know. He's from Dallas. He's from America's team, <laughs> with the biggest quotation marks. Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay Cutler, nobody likes Jay Cutler. Or am I missing something in Jay uh, Cutler? I, I mean, here's the deal. I think it's it's a PR move on both sides. Fox to try to counter what CBS did with with Romo. Yeah. And then Cutler to try to maybe reshape his image within in the media world. I mean, of course, and it's going to be a three-man booth, which is interesting uh, with, with Burkhart and, and Cutler. I mean, he's replacing John Lynch. But for me, I was absolutely surprised. Having said that, I think if you're an NFL quarterback, you know the league really well. True. And he's a guy that, yes, has been pouty. Yes, has kind of put on this these antics uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. But he knows the game. You know, the thing that, that's really uh, driving me to – because I don't know if this is going to work. I, I don't think anybody knows if it's going to work. But the thing that's really making me think that it might work is that he, he wants to do this, you know? Yeah. Because he said, oh, yeah, a couple months before, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, future NFL, yeah, that's definitely uh, where I'm looking at. I'm not looking to retire. But this first offer comes on the table, and he's gone. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, Kevin Burkhardt said his audition was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's going to say that. He's not going to say it was bad. But yeah. you got to trust him. And I think that... With Cutler being someone who, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. And what else is interesting is that the Jets had been in talks with him a little bit. Mm. He had had some preliminary talks with Houston, but that didn't really go anywhere. So he had options. Somewhat. Yeah. At least. So, I mean, that's pretty telling. Tony Romo didn't really. Exactly. I mean, he did have options, but it didn't really prosper. You know, I mean, the Cowboys kind of just. Gripped onto him and, and was like, "All right, you should leave." Yeah. So so <laughs> Jay Jay had options and he chose TV, which trust which to us of course is not a bad choice. No, no, not at all. And and I think for him, you're still around the game. You're still you know going to these big yeah. time events. You get this uh, adrenaline rush that is not nearly what it is like on the football field, but it, it's similar in the sense that you have all these people and you have this pressure. You can't really screw up. So I I get the move. It'll be interesting, no doubt. Fox likes to. Have their big names like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Foss, Foss is not playing. No. Okay, they're, they're doing the big. But the thing I like about Jay is that he's not scared. Like He's already answering questions about the Bears. Oh, yeah. He's being upfront and honest about everything. He's already saying, yeah, like, you know, they should sit Mitch down. They should not play him. And I'm like, wow, this is this is big. Like, he doesn't care about what he left behind. He's ready to talk about everything. He's he's at it. And, that's, and, and you're seeing this right now. I mean, even with the basketball broadcast we said last night, I mean, KG just retired, right? So he's, like, yeah. just freshly out. You're seeing with Romo and now with Cutler. And so yeah. these guys who are just coming out of the league, they're fresh. They know what's going on in the league. They know what players think about other players. And, and they just have that perspective that a guy who maybe like Troy Aikman has but doesn't actually have because he's been exactly, out of the league so he's been long. out for a while. So they, they, they have a better they, – they understand more things that's going on. I just want somebody to ask Jay Cutler about another quarterback's body language during the game. <laughs> that's going to be very <laughs> interesting. Like I, wonder, I really want to know what he's going to say to that question. It, wouldn't that be fascinating? He probably says, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so he wasn't afraid to hide it. He wasn't afraid to hide it. He, he truly wasn't, though. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter. Also, just color. just real quick, how did an under 500 quarterback get a top okay. analyst job? I just That's It's just saying. a little surprising. It's so crazy. It's just a little surprising. I mean, under 500 for his career, one playoff win. Put it like this. I would not be as surprised. If Philip Rivers retired after the season and he got this job, right? Because it's because there's there's prestige, there's there's stats to back up whatever he's going to say, 
That's at the end of the day, that's what you need. You need you need credibility. You know, you absolutely do. But people are gonna tune in because it's Jay Fig, oh, Jay Cutler, and he's this figure who a lot of people don't like. A lot of people have given a lot of crap to. Oh yeah, and so Fox. Being, being the 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 sports change station they are hires this guy to really drive viewership. I'm sure, and yeah. I think it'll work. And it's just like Fox. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna all the tune everything. Absolutely. Now. I'm 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 waiting. I want to hear it. I want to see what he I has wanna to hear say. Every single word. Oh, I'm with you for that sure. Who's out of Jay Cutler's mouth? We're we're definitely ready to go with that. But now we're gonna move on to uh, one of our favorite segments of the show. Uh, this is a listener questions. This is where our audience has a part to be in the show okay you email your questions to the 30 minute week at gmail that's three zero not 30 with the t and all the numbers and all the letters and stuff you you keep the numbers 30 minute week at gmail so miss michelle what is our first question ryan from albany wants to know your predictions for aaron judge in the rest of the season my prediction for oh see as as a yankees fan uh my bias comes out to all my teams. I just think all my teams are going to go undefeated no matter what no matter what sport it is. But the Yankees will not go undefeated. But honestly, I do believe that the Yankees will have a great year, you know, they as long as they continue what they're doing right now. And the Aaron Judge comparison to Derek Jeter, man, I like that. You know, because Derek Jeter's presence was about as big as Aaron Judge is physically. <laughs> like, the man is like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yeah, that's how we all saw Jeter, period. So I like, I like where his... His uh, career is going. I like that. I think that he's going to plateau, but I think, I mean, he's right now by far and away the favorite for Rookie of the Year. Definitely. I think that he has someone who already has 13 home runs, and I believe he's still leading the league. So, I mean, he's on pace to go 30-plus and, and, and beyond, no doubt. Will he keep it up? I'm not sure. The thing that's so encouraging about him is the lack of strikeouts, or in comparison to last year, he's walking more. Uh, 15 walks in the season to 31 strikeouts. I mean, not a great ratio, but way better, way he's improved. Smart. So he's, he's playing smart. He's, he's playing the better. favorite for the rookie of the year. I think he keeps it up. He will slow down. He will plateau a little bit, but the dude can freaking play. Yeah, he can play. It's early, so uh, we'll see, man. We love it. Next question. Linda from Westchester wants to know your predictions for the final series in the NBA playoffs. Okay. Now, this is this – is, uh, this is I really don't know what I want. So we're see. anticipating it's Cavaliers. Warriors. I mean, we're not just anticipating. We're we telling the future. Okay. <laughs> All right. You and I can see the future, man. We only know so much of the future though. We're telling the future that's uh up to I want to say June first. That's when the finals start. So we know who's gonna be in the finals. It's gonna be the Cavs, it's gonna be the Warriors. Now who's gonna win? I, I have LeBron winning because I'm LeBron James fan. But I would love to see him win in seven. You know, but at the same time, I'm scared for it to go to seven. But at the same time, I'd love to see LeBron winning four. You know, hey, if that's possible. so, Golden State has the home court, right? I believe so. They have yeah. the better record in, yes. in the regular season, so that would mean they have the home court. So if it goes seven, I, it would be hard to take Cleveland on the road at Golden State. It would be hard. He's done it before. He's done it before, but this team is better. I, I just wonder how. The Cavs match up with all the scores. I don't think they can do it, but on the same token, how do the Golden State bigs match up with the Cavs bigs? And Let me tell you about this Cavs team, though. They're built to to go toe-to-toe with the Warriors in terms of scoring. You know, they're not— Scoring-wise, yes. Yeah, everyone always talks about, oh, yeah, the Cavaliers' defense, you know, towards the end of the season. They're not built as a defensive team. Totally right. You know? 
they're built to 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 shoot toe to toe with the Warriors until somebody like evidently misses. If it goes to seven, I, I would take Golden State, but I think that LeBron will get it done in six at home, and mm-hmm. I think that the Cavs will go back to back, and it will cause some great little stirring of the pot over in Golden State just oh, for yeah, just for well. media stories. Listen, uh, that that would you know uh, as a LeBron fan, man. That means a lot to me. If I'm Draymond Green, though, I'm I am going to keep talking smack. I'm oh, going yeah. to be super physical more than ever. I'm just going to try and pester the crap out of LeBron as much as I can. But at the same time, you know, I I don't think it's LeBron that they have to worry about because uh, Demar Derozan said it. I believe he said it earlier this week. Uh, if Chandler Fry has 20 like he did, blah blah blah, you're you're never going to win because you can't yeah. you can't slow down or stop LeBron. In the last two finals, LeBron led in each stat. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people talk about just because they won this year. He did it in the, in the one before when they Every lost. Every single important stat. So you stat. can't really stop or slow down LeBron. Who else is he working with? You got to slow down Kyrie. You got to slow down Kevin Love. You got to slow down uh, J.R. Smith. That's what the Golden State Warriors have to do. So matchup-wise, would you put Steph on Kyrie? Because I'm it, it, oh, if, if I'm the Warriors right now, and and if they don't have Steve Kerr, then I don't, I don't give him that's, really – Quite quite a good shot there. I just don't think Mike Brown can do it, but because those you finally have close games and that's yeah. what coaching actually matters. But I'm just saying it's interesting to see how they will match up. Stephon Kyrie's a mismatch for for an advantage of Cavaliers on on offense. Yeah, I mean Steph's gonna do his thing on 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 O as well. But it's just to me it's interesting to see how they'll match up and how they'll guard everyone. I imagine Iguodala will get the task of LeBron. Oh, definitely. Kevin Durant maybe on Kevin Love. I don't I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see how they utilize him defensively. Warriors are very good defensively. They're it's, very good. It's honestly I think that's what makes it so exciting because we really don't know how this is going to like play out. And that's that's the thing. That's the beauty. That's, that's the like, argument against know, these super teams. What, what makes this year for so, these super teams? What, what makes this year so great is that the first year we were missing um Kevin Love, we're missing Kyrie. Last year, Steph wasn't so healthy. Dream on missed a game. Uh, Bogut was down from, I believe, game five on. This year, everybody's here. <laughs> all what? the pieces for are sure. here. So this is really for all the marbles. And both teams are going to have a little bit more rest. I mean, the Cavs had rest last year, but that's the right. Warriors did not. Yeah, that's true. They, they went to seven with OKC. Seven. So that's another thing to think about. Can't wait, man. I'm so excited for this matchup. But any other listener questions? Miss Michelle. One last one from George from Queens, and he wants to know your thoughts on Ryan Howard leaving the MLB to be a partner in a venture capital firm. Have y'all heard about that? Uh, you know what? This this to me only means one thing. Ryan Howard must know something that we all do not know. Okay? Because think about the amount of money an MLB player makes. To leave... Well, he was already just trying to set up a contract for the minor leagues. So I think he was already out of the major league organization, okay. just trying to save his career in the minor leagues. And that's when he stepped out to b- go to the firm. I don't know, man. Cor- Corey, what do you think? I think he knows something that we all just don't know. I think that – I think he must have just been done with baseball. I mean, he – talk about a guy that fell off from – Okay, true. From where he was, one of the most feared power hitters in the game, to – tearing his Achilles on that final play of the season and just never returning to what he was. And he had that big contract. He won that home run derby. But, yeah, he was he, the Braves just terminated their contract. So, he, I mean, I, I guess th- maybe there wasn't that many options left for him. I mean, the man is 37 years old. So he's he is on the latter part of his career. 
the 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 doors are probably closing. And I, at the same time, you know, a lot of people always uh they don't think of some people don't really think of athletes as much after you know besides what they do. But hey, listen, this is probably what his heart wants. He probably know, like I said, he definitely knows something I don't know. <laughs> but he probably knows a lot about uh, the firm he, he he's joining and, and one things of that nature. You know, one would definitely, <laughs> one would definitely hope. I mean, he's definitely got some money to play around with. Those baseball contracts are nothing yeah. to uh, smirk about. Those things are serious, yeah. serious money. So I mean, yeah, it's a guy that can probably invest a lot of what he's made, and and he probably's made even more through other investments and. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, well, you know, I wish him best of luck. I know he'll do pretty good. You know, no one, no one's really uh, doubting that. You know, he had such a good career, man. I remember him winning the home run derby. Do you remember that, man? Oh, it was fantastic stuff. It was amazing, man. I actually do miss him as a player. That big swing. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this week at the 30-Minute Week podcast. It's been a pleasure working with Corey Miller, as always. Love it. And Miss Michelle Mitchell. The queen of the station today, you know, it's, it's always good. Uh, we we love all our listeners. We love our audience. Shout out to Reed, man. We hope he gets better. You know, he is the uh, the head guy at for this podcast. And you know, you can l- turn in all your questions to the thirty minute week at gmail dot com. We will have a show every Tuesday, no matter what finals we have the same day, like Corey, Ooh. or later on in the week. Doesn't matter what pay- fifteen page paper I had to do. I will be here for you. Thank you. We love you and have a good day.